Hey guys, this is What Mean. I'm Alex. I'm his wife. Amanda. And what are we finally doing after so long of about talk after so long of having talked about it and not done it? Miyazaki month. Yeah, we're doing Miyazaki month. We're gonna we thought we'd start out with like um one of the ones that's like one of the most popular Miyazaki movies, Spirited Away. Yeah. It's just basic. Yeah, it's like... I've heard people describe this for, like, other things. It's almost like Baby's First, like, Miyazaki movie. That is fair. Yeah, like, um, it was one of the... I think it was the... We were talking about this before we watched it. I think it's the second one that I watched out of the Miyazaki things. Because back um, when they first started showing them, I think either on Toonami or just Cartoon Network, they would show one, I think, each night. I think they had a Miyazaki month back then. I don't remember that, but you are way older than me, so... I'm only older than you by, like, three years. This isn't, like, a trip in me situation. (laughs) You are way older than me. But, yeah, anyway, they had, like... I remember Princess Mononoke was the first one I saw. Samesies! And then I was just like, I didn't know what it was. But we'll get to that when we see that. Like, and then I saw this one... Which is kind of like um, Alice in Wonderland in like a way. Yeah. Oh, I lied to you. What? My first Miyazaki movie was Kiki's. I watched Kiki's Delivery Service. Then I watched Princess Mononoke. Then Spirited Away. I could not get through Kiki's. It's not even it's that, like so it's. Good. It's not like it's a bad movie for whatever reason. I guess it's just because it's. My thing, I like Miyazaki, hot take. Some of his movies are kind of slow, so I end up falling asleep while I watch them. Is it the Iron Man complex? Because Iron Man is dead fully boring. I, well, I think... boring. I don't agree, but I do think there are certain movies for certain people that you just can't... Some people really like and they can watch, but just certain movies people just sleep through. I just find action films boring. Well, I, yeah, think about that. Anyway... Um, Spirited Away. Yeah, um, I liked it. I noticed this time a lot more than other times some of, like, the messages in it, I guess. Okay. Like, his whole thing with, like, um, I guess, like, greed and, like, stuff like that. Environmentalism! Yeah, and, like, um, just certain things like that, like, uh, the spirit... No face didn't start acting weird until he got in there and started like being like really greedy and stuff like that. He didn't start acting crazy, I guess. Until he ate the frog. Yeah, there's also they were talking about how the bathhouse was kind of making him crazy. Yeah. Well, and like the bathhouse was like a place for greed, but like, I mean, I guess it's fair. But I feel like he was feeding off of the other people's greed because. He, at first, he just wanted to make uh, Chihiro, Sin, whatever you want me to call her. I'm going to say Sin because it's easier. Um, happy, you know? Yeah. He, she was nice to him, so he wanted to repay her kindness. And then... Whew, the others tried to take advantage of his like payments, and that's when he started, you know, lashing out and being aggressive. Yeah. And, like, I feel like a lot of the, this might not even, this is just something I noticed, a lot of the spirits and stuff like that were very childlike. 
I guess. Like, I don't know. Explain for Like, no face was kind of childlike. I can... That's, like, really the only spirit that I can think of that... The baby? That's an actual baby. It's Joe Baba's baby. Um... Again, I didn't think it was going to go anywhere what I just said, but I was just bringing it up. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's really cool, though, especially when you think about the scene where um, Sin was... They, they thought it was a stink spirit. This still goes back to environmentalism. But I thought it was really cool because it was very subtle, the way that it was, like, um, kind of, like, put out there. And that, like this dragon which you later you know kind of assume is a river spirit because haku is also a dragon and he's a river spirit um how she sees like you know what she thinks is a thorn and then she pulls it out it just turns out to be all sorts of pollution and after the pollution's removed it's clean it's a powerful spirit kind of like when you clean up you know a river or the ocean it becomes better and starts to thrive again and I think that's kind of cool and then also just Haku's whole story was another um storyline of environmentalism where Haku is a river that people dammed up and like you know basically like bled dry and that's why he doesn't have a home that's why he's there it's a loss of something it's a destruction of a, something natural due to humans and I think it's really cool how he used, like, the spirit world to kind of, like, show that. And then when humans go there and they eat the food or they take things that aren't really theirs, the things that are the spirits, things that belong to nature, essentially, they are, like, turned into mindless animals because it's bad. And I thought that was really kind of cool, too. Yeah, and I think, like, it's also cool... How, like, this story kind of reminded me of, like, I guess it's, like, more of a thing now. But, like, an older, it kind of reminded me very much, like, a fairy tale kind of thing. Where, um, especially, like, grim fairy tales, I guess. Where it has kind of, like, a harder edge to it. And, like, kind of more, like, just dark elements to it. I feel like when we were growing up, a lot of the, the movies and stuff we'd see were kind of, like, sanitized. Well, if you're talking about, like, Disney movies, it's because, like, they are sanitized. Like, they strip away the very essence of what makes fairy tales important. And that's a big problem in American media in general. Because you and I were talking about this earlier today about, like, animation. And how um, American animation is geared towards children. And so it's kind of mindless and watered down. Whereas, like, other countries, their animation isn't necessarily geared toward children i think spirited away is definitely supposed to be like a story for everyone because it's objectively enjoyable um like i'm pretty sure my parents liked it my dad's not a big animation person you know it's always weird when people just aren't like a- animation like i just aren't into animation really like i don't know my mom's that way too she's not a big fan of like cartoons i can think of like two like she'll watch disney cartoons with me like, she watched disney sitcoms a lot <laughs> okay sitcoms not cartoons difference but she'll watch disney cartoons and what i mean by that is like disney movies um and she'll watch she likes spirit away and she likes haikyuu <laughs> mm-hmm. 
But I think Spirit Away, at least in my experience, is one of the Miyazaki films that has a story that's less aesthetically led and more, like, actually, like, led by the narrative. Yeah. I could see that. Like, a lot of his movies are just, like, you, like you said, aesthetically, like, you kind of just watch them for the visuals, and he seems a lot less concerned with, like, a necessarily like falling from like a to b like narrative like with certain movies that he makes yeah like i cannot tell you what ponyo is about like <laughs> yeah um but i think it's really cool though because with spirit away it is more narrative led and so you have a very distinct story and he still manages to drop in those little things like environmentalism and like anti-greed you could even argue anti-capitalism because Yobaba, the person who is ruling the bathhouse, is obviously a bad person. And, like, the workers are obviously not paid enough. And, like, it's just, you know, the system as a whole is bad. Yeah. I think it's definitely the most, I would say, like, approachable of all of, like, Miyazaki movies. Like, it's a good, like, if you're, like I said, baby's first thing. Like, if you're getting someone into... Miyazaki movies it's either that or I think it might honestly be more approachable than Princess Mononoke I think so too because Princess Mononoke is a bit um graphic violent yeah um I was gonna say like this Kiki's is also really good for like getting people interested in Miyazaki um I like Whispers of the Heart is that the one with the country roads or am I thinking of another one yes it's the one with country roads I think, like, Miyazaki films in general are really good. Um, I feel like this one is the one that everybody's seen, though. This and Ponyo, because Ponyo was really big, like, when I was in, like, high school. That's when that came out? That's the one with the, like, the girl that's, like, a fish or something, right? Yes. And he made he made one recently that was, like... Three... Arietti? No, no. Like, it was, like, it might not even be him. That's the weird thing about Studio Ghibli is that, like, some of the stuff isn't him. Like, I know his son made one of them. That's the dragon one that you have and Aaron has that I haven't watched. Yeah, that one's it's pretty like good. Earth something. Earthsea, Tales of Earthsea, I think. Yeah. But, yeah, we really, really enjoyed this one. I like the, I guess this time I noticed, um more of like just like the subtle things that like because i think before i'd watch it for the story but just looking at the animation i just noticed little things like that he did like that other animation wouldn't do or wouldn't take the time to do like just i think there was a moment earlier where you just see um sim like touch like i think it's um the i forget his name no, 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 no. She just touches his hand or something like that. It's just like this little like moment or something. Like, I don't know. I think, I think thematically it's also just like a pretty brilliant story because you also have like the theme of identity being woven through it. And like, it's almost, it's not like a coming of age story, but it's definitely like a story about growing up and how like your identity changes as you grow up because you see this girl going through like her first big move. And then it's life-altering. Like, yes, the move was big, but the event ultimately ended up being life-altering. And 
for a little bit, she wasn't herself. She wasn't Chihiro. She was Sin. Um, like a part of her was stripped away. And I think that it's really beautiful the way that was illustrated. And I think that like, that's just like growing pains in general. Like as you are aging, especially in like, I'm assuming she's a middle schooler because she looked about middle school age. You think so? Yeah. What would you have guessed? Uh, it's hard to tell with animation because she looked very little, but like you never, I don't know. She could be middle school age. I don't think they... From my memory, I don't think they ever specify or really say. Yeah, I would have assumed, especially, like, comparing her to Haku. It's late, guys. We're kind of... It's. I apologize. Yeah. But especially when you compare her to Haku. So she has to be between the ages of, like, 10 and 14. Because, like... I really? Think, yeah, I mean, that's the time that, you know, you kind of start getting your first crushes on people. And she has, definitely has a crush on Haku. I don't, it's like not meant to be a love story, but you know what I mean? Well, I guess, I don't, like... There's a certain amount of affection there, and then she remembers being really little, and the way that she speaks about it is definitely, like, in the past. And Haku has been there for years. And so when she was, like, three or four is when she lost her shoe and she fell in the river. And, like, Haku carried her to safety. Maybe I just, because when I watched it, I was little, maybe I just, in my mind, for whatever reason, just thought she, and she looks very childlike, so, like, I thought, like, you know. I don't know. But, yeah, I was just, she's, in my head, she's, like, 10 to 14. Probably closer to, like, 10, but, yeah, she's, she's a kid, but, like, she's going through those, like, middle school growing pains, I guess. Because when you go to middle school, you're... 10 to 11. When you go out, you're like 14. And like, I feel like you, you change, you grow. It's like a, it's a, it's a discovery of identity. And like, there are people and events that shape you. And Haku was a person and also an event that like shaped her. And going through all of that shaped her. And she was still able to hold on to who she was. And that's kind of cool. But also, like, we sell ourselves to capitalism, which I think is an underlying message as well. Yeah. And, um, her parents suck. They're just parents. They're just very, like, selfish, I guess. Like, I don't know. I think they're just... <sighs> Going to the whole, like, money and, like, capitalism thing. Like, they just walked in there and, like... One of the things that always stuck out, out to me was the dad just being like, it's okay, we'll just pay later. I got money and credit cards and everything. And I was just like, oh, wow. Yeah, and I think it's because he was, the way he saw it was like, things were out there, they might as well enjoy themselves and they have the financial means to do so. Whereas Sin was very much like, I don't feel right here. I think we should go. This is creepy. Nobody's around. Why is there food? She was a logical one, which I think is interesting. Because, like, when you are in middle school, you don't think your parents make sense. Like, you know, you don't understand why they do the things that they do. Yeah. And there's, like, this disconnect, I think, between, like, children and parents. You know, or children and adults in general. Because they don't... You know, you think differently when you're younger. Yeah, that's true. 
And your thought processes are different. Like, your brain changes as you get older. And the way that you think changes as you get older. And I think that's very well illustrated in this. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. Can we do... Can we do... Um, can we do my favorite next? Um, Which one's your favorite? Okay, so not my actual favorite, but like my favorite that you hate. Do you want to wrap this one up first and then we can discuss the one we're going to do next? Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, If we... The one I'm talking about is Howl's Moving Castle, and I think we should do that next because I have a lot to say. Yeah, because you read the book recently. The book is so good. I am Hal Pendragon. Hal Jenkins, if you will. Is that his name in the uh, book? Well, his actual name is Jenkins, and then he also goes by Pendragon. It's been a while since I read the book. So I often, so like, oftentimes he'll be referred to as like Hal Jenkins Pendragon, or yeah. But his last names are interchangeable. I digress. Um... We'll get into that next time. Yes, so you're agreeing. How's Moving Castle next? Yeah, that sounds good. But yeah, um, we both really like this. Obviously, like, this was a safe one. So we're both, we're, we predicted we both were probably going to really like it. And so it's going to be interesting. And not like necessarily next one, but also just the future ones. Some of the ones we're not as crazy about. When we get into those, it'll be interesting to see what our thoughts are. But yeah, I guess this wraps up. This one, unless you had anything else. I'm good. I've rambled enough for the night. Yeah, it's late, guys. So we're going to go ahead and uh, get to bed. And we hope you enjoyed uh, this episode. And we will be back next time with a review on How's Moving Castle. Anyway, this has been Alex. And his wife, Amanda. And this has been What Mean. <laughs>